Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal is away the boys will play uh back by popular demand uh you know as 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 everyone knows we aim to please the listener this is our uh uh peace through immediate capitulation to listener desires uh strategy for this podcast actually we're not doing a fishing episode so i guess it's not technically that uh but it's me and pause this week pause how we doing i am doing as swell as ever good good i've got a docket full of items here uh for our perusal um i'd like to kick it off because this is the number one biden tracking podcast uh we'll 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 go ahead and start there i'm not sure if you've been following this but uh did you see i think this broke last week oh we may have covered on on last week's episode or it may have just broke after the episode which would be very typical uh that biden has contracted covid are we talking contracted COVID or contracted COVID again? Uh, I suppose again. Yeah. The Paxlovid rebound, so so called. Is that what they're calling it, or is that like? Yeah, I just Yeah, right, right, right. Well, that's going to bring me into a couple things. So, uh, I, I guess so. Uh, Biden contracted COVID a while ago, uh, tested positive a, a couple times, and I, I don't think he really had any symptoms the first go around or maybe he did i don't do, do you remember if he did it sure sounded like they well they said he did but they weren't telling us which symptoms yeah okay yes so uh this this broke um uh, probably a few days ago so i guess uh he was given paxlovid which is some sort of therapeutic or anti- antiviral or some you know uh pharma bs that i i don't know maybe it doesn't so was that but... one paxlovid do we know if that one was pfizer's answer to the horse pill uh i don't know that actually let me see if i can see pull up a quick thing on paxlovid i think that's relevant because right after they finished shitting on the horse tranquilizers or whatever the dewormer then uh pfizer immediately rolled out a new version of their own like within a few months afterwards. Okay, let me see. Okay, so Yale expert. Uh, let's see. Okay, so mm, Paxlovid is the latest COVID nineteen treatment that's been all over the news. The drug was uh, granted an emergency use authorization by the FDA in December for anyone twelve and older. Yada yada yada. Oral antiviral pill that can be taken at home to keep uh, to help keep high risk patients from getting so sick that they need to be hospitalized. So if you test positive for coronavirus, you're eligible to take the pills. Developed by Pfizer. So um, yes, then. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So that's interesting. Does it, does it have any of that? Uh, what was it? What was the, 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 uh, antiviral or whatever that they were the horse paste or whatever? Well, it wasn't horse paste. Everyone was memeing on it because it's an antiviral. You can give the horses for worms. Uh, the active ingredient works for literally just about any mammal. What, what was it called? 
Gosh, you're asking me the tough questions. Um, I just, I, I'm just going to do a control F on this article and see if it's. Uh, I am going to Google horse dewormer. Yeah, there you Ivermectin. go. Ivermectin. Ivermectin. That's what it is. Iverm. Okay, so it doesn't come up with the control F, but. Uh, yeah, in any case, so it sounds like it's very similar, uh, an oral antiviral, just like ivermectin was. Um, uh, so anyway, I guess there, there is, and, and who knows, you know, if this is any of this is real, but I guess there is some, uh, uh, there's been mutterings of this prior to Biden, uh, but I guess taking Paxlovid to, uh, mitigate the effects of COVID, um, can can cause like what they're calling like quote unquote rebound COVID. So you you just you you get over it and then it comes right back. And I guess that's what they're saying happened to Biden. Um, you know, is that what happened? I I have no idea. But uh, anyway, so what I am kind of cluing into that might take us into an interesting domain is that I so I I was searching around just to see exactly how sick he was or see exactly what the deal is. And I noticed a pattern of every single article that is written about it seems to slip in the fact that his voice is noticeably more gravelly. Curious. Right. And I don't know if anybody remembers, this is the number one Biden tracking podcast uh, on this line earth. Uh, there was a video of Biden last week, two weeks ago, last week, something like that. Uh, that was clearly probably a deep fake, <laughs> or or it's or or at least a body double. Yeah, well, they did um, the thing where they noting. switched his earlobes yet again, right? This yeah, is yeah, fourth, right, right, fifth right. time they've attached and detached them. Yes, exactly. Uh, but but not only that, but one of the one of the major points that people were making was like that it just kind of didn't sound like Biden, like his voice was noticeably deeper, um, and things like that. So I'm I'm wondering if. You know, who knows how all this stuff ties in, but uh, I am wondering if they're kind of running traps for the fact that uh, it's like, well, I don't know. He could kind of sound like anything on any given day, you know, <laughs> um, because of COVID. Yeah, well, so the thing is there, whatever it may be and wherever they're trying to run their cover here, I think what it boils down to is the fact that they are running cover for something. And what offends my sensibilities is just how sloppy and lazy a job they're doing of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, when you have the entire... Uh... This is like taking the runners on an old truck that are all just rusted out to shit, right? Painting them and then pretending that they're fixed. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, but when you have the entire uh, media, you know, uh, conglomerate willing to run traps, I mean, I guess it makes it a lot easier because pretty much anybody with a brain could have watched that video and been like, yeah, that is probably not Joe Biden. You know I mean? Not that it, ma not that it fucking matters at all, but, um, no, not even a uh, little ultimately. Right. Uh, it's just interesting to see them kind of, uh, you know, mix, uh, mix up some things that, uh, that have been popular in the, in the media the last two years, COVID, namely COVID and, and the, the fact that there are 19 Joe Bidens running around the country. <laughs> 19 not joe biden's running around the country maybe more accurately put but uh so anyway i i, I wanted to bring that up that, that's just you know a curiosity to, to to keep track of we are the number one tracking podcast so uh we've we, we are obligated to cover so that. I, I just want to ask for your brutally honest hot take split second decision here do you think it was a body double or a deep fake which way do you think it went deep fake. yeah deep 
yeah, that's that's what I think. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, again, don't care. Doesn't matter. But that I, I don't know. It just it was a really bizarre. It, it not bizarre. I don't know. You just you look at stuff and you're like, ah, I don't know. I it it just doesn't look re- real in some sense. You know what I mean? I do. And I'll tell you the reason what I brought that up because I've been reading a lot of QAnon telegram channels lately. Oh, sure. Okay, good. (laughs) And the reason that's relevant is you remember all the way back to January 6th, the greatest terrorist act in American history and whatnot. How could I, how could I forget? There's a detail I want to ask if you remember, do you remember the deep fake Trump surrender speech? Uh, no, I don't think I know this. So it was either that afternoon or early the next day. They released a video of Trump formally conceding and dropping the election contestation, except that it was very clearly not Trump in the video and it didn't look like him and it didn't sound like him. Yes, I do remember that. I forgot about that. So I've been reading up on my QAnon again lately just to do it. You know, farming for lol cows, especially with the Pelosi yes. Taiwan thing. Yep. And it just occurred to me, what if that was a test run, knowing that they would need the technology for the Biden presidency once they got him in? Interesting. Interesting. So do you think it would have been, let me, I'm just kind of putting this together. So it, they say this is a lower risk uh, venture because we can just kind of bully through uh, an outgoing president um since he already won uh so so it's lower risk for us to test out this technology now uh because we'll be needing it probably every other day uh for the next four years yes yeah that's exactly what i'm getting at i almost wonder if that wasn't like the go live beta test you know right interesting interesting yeah yeah i do remember that it was really bizarre um and especially the yeah, yeah, that that whole that whole time that whole there's that two months was a really odd time. Um uh so what do you think that means with regards to like ongoing efforts? Do you think we're just going to kind of continue to see more and more deep fakes? I mean, do you think do you oh, let me start with this. Do you think Biden's still alive? Like the original Biden that got that got elected or that was vice president under Obama? Well, I think that's actually two distinct things then. You know, I'm not convinced okay. that VP Joe okay. Biden is still alive. So you... I think whoever was Biden in this last election might still be alive, but I wouldn't commit to that either. Though, yeah. huh. all cards on the table, though, I think I'd probably be more inclined to say he's not actually dead, but rather this is just hard cover for dementia so bad that he literally can't function. Okay. Yeah. yeah I like, think I think he's really basically right. in convalescent care in the White House away from the windows. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do, what do you think? Like, what, what's, what's your thoughts on, like, the, the, for example, the, the recent video that came out? I can't remember if we talked about it last week, but when he, uh, you know, it became an online meme of uh, the ice cream truck and he just wanders off during the, during the middle of his wife's speech. I didn't listen to any of the speech. I saw something about well, just, that. I mean, but, the, uh, the main crux of the point was his wife was giving a speech. 
Yeah, so the main crux was like the, his wife was giving a speech. He was standing right next to her, and then he just like all of a sudden looks up and then wanders off the stage, completely out of camera, and doesn't come back. And it's it's just like what what is what is was he doing? I mean, I guess what I'm driving at is, do you think that that some of his body doubles because they have to be so old to look like Joe Biden are also like dementia patients? You know, that's a, an excellent question, actually. And I think that, okay. I think that could certainly be possible given what we know about the American political system and how simultaneously hyper-competent some operatives are and staggeringly incompetent other actors are, it would not surprise me if some of them are just super elaborate Hollywood tier, those super effective realistic masks they use, and that others then also are actually just dementia patients and waiting. Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny too because like it almost if he appeared to be too competent, people might that might be the trigger that gets people the most suspicious because at this point, like he's such a laugh machine of, of his bizarre gaffes and speech patterns and like wandering off that if he were to suddenly you know say something uh, coherent, people would be like, "Wow, where has this Biden been? Who is this?" And so it, it's like if they've fucked it up the first few times they almost have to kind of continue that charade or else people get suspicious because he's actually you know showing uh signs of brain activity (laughs) wouldn't that just be something (laughs) golly wouldn't it (laughs) where they're just juggling 15 retards to send out there every day Oh man, especially in that thirty for thirty yeah. format, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. First yeah. Time after like... they retire at the end of his only term. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, dude. Oh, it's just, just abs- absolutely desperate staffers just trying to herd cats behind the <laughs> stage and send out the one that looks like he can actually walk. Got the whole fucking gaggle of them behind the scenes trying to figure out. One's the most lucid any given day. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and of course, it's a different one every time. That's wild. That's wild. Um, okay, that's enough, Biden. So I want to uh, pivot this into something a little bit more linear. You saw this, I'm sure. It appears that Saudi Arabia has uh, is encroaching on uh, Timeline Earth's uh, monopoly over the line earth have you seen i that? absolutely have yeah okay i hope you uh know anything about it because i saw it laughed and closed and i have no I, I i i saw a model of them creating literally a line earth and i was like i, I was immediately furious and closed it <laughs> sorry um so as you may or may not know then there's a whole bunch of arab and north african states that are trying to lean real hard into the optimistic futurism sort of aesthetics and do these sort of hypertech city of the new century type projects. And as near as I can tell, this one is actually real, but it is just a proposal at this point. I think the most interesting part is the way that they were choosing to sort of structure it on the inside. Because when I watched the video and read the accompanying article, it almost made it sound like there was going to be a caste system to how the neighborhoods were divided up inside of the line. Wow, that's uh, totally uh, that's 
totally uh, not in keeping with Saudi Arabian principles. Well, right, of course. Now, they didn't say that explicitly, but reading between the lines of how they were talking about it, yeah. Uh, they were talking... It sounded like they were making serious attempts to solve the food growth within the building issues. They made a very big deal about the green spaces, the parks. <laughs> That's just Not necessarily farmland, but gardens they would have inside. Which I think is reasonable, but I also think that you can't actually solve that problem at scale, even though they appear to be trying to solve it at scale. Uh, that said, you know, if that worked if it were allowed to work, if it ever moves out of, hey, here's our freaking moonshot project, give us a load of money. You know, if this is something other than a grift, if they're serious about going after it, it will not be allowed to succeed because it would also be a nail in the coffin of the depopulation agenda. Which then creates the interesting question, is the House of Saud the good guys? simply because they don't believe in depopulation. <laughs> Which is not a plot twist my brain's quite ready for yet, but... Nor, nor mine. Nor mine. <laughs> That's a, and, and but that would also, be the implication you know, of that, because if a project like this were successful, it would mean we could build them anywhere, and the Earth could support, shoot, I don't know, 100 billion people? Right. It's an extremely, it's an yeah. extremely efficient use of space, if it works like it's supposed to, and it's not just some goofy-ass academic proposal fishing for a grant, which it very well could be. Well, right, and, and of course, we're in the awkward position of uh, not really being able to attack this proposal, because in so doing, we would attack the very foundations of this podcast. So we're, our hands are, unfortunately, rather tied uh, regarding the subject matter. Well, uh, we do have one so. option. We can pivot into making it even more weird if we take... All that Patreon money Aaron's been embezzling, reclaim it and use it to fund a lawsuit over the copyright of Line Earth. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, yes. perfect. Let's do that. Okay, next order of business. I'm going to pivot right off of Saudi Arabia, but also right back into Saudi Arabia with the Live Tour. Have you been following this at all? The what? The Live Tour, L I V. I don't think I have. What is it? Okay. Well, this is a very interesting new development, uh, and it has become even more interesting as the days go on. So you're familiar with the PGA Tour, I'm sure, the golf? Oh, gosh. Is this about that golf tournament where Tucker Carlson was ugly laughing? Uh, I, I, I'm, I know he was there, so I'm sure that's the, the one. I did not see that, however. Because uh, that's my but... exposure to it. Someone got really upset that Trump went, and then I saw a picture of Tucker Carlson laughing with all of his teeth showing and his mouth wide open. It was actually a little disturbing. Oh. It was like a horse laugh sort of thing in cartoons. Oh, I'm sorry it upset you there. Yeah. That's, that's a nobody. Nobody needs to see that. But um, yeah, so to a little bit of background on this. I'm not sure how much you know about it, but uh, this tour is supposedly trying to, I guess. Um, encroach on the PGA's near monopoly over professional golf, at least in the Western Hemisphere. And it is entirely or almost entirely funded by Saudi nationals. Are you aware of that portion of it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I just wanted to check in on it. Um, and we do have one listener who is a big 
uh, golf guy. So please feel free to DM me with anything, any updates uh, regarding this. But I did want to touch on the fact that they did have this big golf tour and uh, and Trump was there. It was at Trump's uh, New Jersey golf course or one of one of them is my understanding. Well, so why are people going to get pissed off about him being there then? Well, just because it's Trump and you have to be pissed off about Trump. I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but but now, the, so, so this is this is setting up to just be an interesting bedfellows and interesting enemies kind of situation. Um, and uh, so I do want to keep an eye on it. So basically, this whole thing is funded by Saudi nationals. I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but let's just go with that for now, because I think that is kind of true. Um, so they're paying, you know, they're using Trump's golf courses. Uh, Trump is involved in some manner, and we all know that Trump has had prior exploits in the sports world. Uh, so I think he's probably interested in becoming even more involved. Um, and they've been poaching PGA players to come play there. PGA is pissed off, and they're saying, hey, if you go play the live tour, you can't come play here. Interesting anecdote, Tiger Woods was offered almost a billion dollars to play, and he turned it down. Um, I don't know why, the, you know, with well, as washed up as he is, what's he got to fucking lose? I, I'm sure that there were voices in his ear saying that he cannot do this is my guess. Um, and saying, stay on this side and we will make it worth your while. That would be my guess. I have no idea, but that would be, you know, that seems, that seems most reasonable. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, so you have Saudi nationals. And you have Trump and this whole thing kind of being rolled into what the media is referring to as like a right wing PGA, which is just as absolutely 2022 as anything can be. Um, <laughs> all the, all the, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you just can't make, you know, where like if you'd asked me in January, where are we going to be? And I'm like, uh, there's a right wing rival to the PGA. I just don't know what I would have told you. But um Anyway, so, the, you know, this thing goes on. Now, meanwhile, you know, Trump has always been a little bit critical of Saudi Arabia about their involvement in 9-11, and he continues to talk about this. And I just don't know exactly how any of this is going to play, but it's just creating interesting bedfellows and it's creating um, interesting angles uh, of verbal discussion. You I, know, I, I did actually see that part of it, too. Where he said something like obliquely about Saudi involvement right to the Saudis, perhaps not realizing that they were involved. Yes. And then the Q crowd, again, circling back to how I've been yeah. keeping up with them, were taking that as some sort of sign that he's like blackmailed them into their support to regain the presidency or just they went right. somewhere insane with it. But relevant well, because I, I had heard about that part of it, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, I, I guess in the year 2022, how insane is that actually? It's not. You know? It's not. I mean, that's the sort of thing that I mean, spooks have been doing forever. That's actually just right. backroom politics. Exactly. It's it's not really that. I don't know if it's happening, but it's not really that insane. If Saudi Arabia has a deal with Trump or some kind of, even if it's unspoken, like, hey, we'll help get you back into the presidency, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, we, I don't know, improve relations, whatever it is the Saudis want. Um, you know, that, I don't know, it it definitely could be, anyway, all I'm saying is this is something that I think, even if you're not a sports fan would be interesting to keep an eye on just because it, it should be very funny. Um, and it should create some interesting dialogue. Yeah. That's my thought. I hope it develops into more just because I love the absurdity of, 
oh my gosh, there's a right wing PGA. It's incredible. That's one of the silliest things I've ever heard of. I want more of that. (laughs) Yes, more, more. It's great for the podcast, great for the show. Can we get a right wing NFL too? A right wing WNBA? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, dude. Right wing high school nationals curling? Right. Buckle up because it's going to get, uh, that's going to, I'm sure that, uh, that line of thinking is going to be expanded. Um, should we just go ahead and knock out China? Uh, if that's what you'd like to do, sir. So, uh, yesterday, Tuesday, August 2nd, um, one of our favorite politicians, Nancy Pelosi, uh, decided to take a little leisure trip out to Taiwan. Um, this was met with outright hostility by China Twitter, um, including obviously CCP statesmen, uh, saying that they were going to shoot her plane down if she decided to go through with this trip. I think she wanted to go view some, uh, chip manufacturing plants, uh, since she just, uh, insider bought, uh, millions of dollars of NVIDIA. Uh, that's my understanding of why she was there. Um, and this has created a weird amount of international tension. Um, China has been positioning, doing live fire military drills in various zones off of Taiwan's coast. Uh, the threats have been insane on Twitter. Like, I don't know if you've scrolled through some of that shit, but it, it actually has been pretty wild. Um, this also brings into, are you familiar with the, um, what is it, the 50 Cent Army? No, not as a concept. What is that? Well, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept, but maybe not as it applies to China. It's basically their uh, uh, paid uh, people that are paid to post on Twitter. So I'm sure oh, you have that sure, here too, yeah. but that's, yep. what they, that's what they call it over there. Um, so I'm sure, you know, they've been on high alert just going in and replying to things and posting shit and whatever. Um, so uh, anyway, you know, as the plane was en route, they're saying that they're going to shoot it down. Finally, the plane lands. She's there. Uh, as of now, there have been no, you know, uh, a hot war hasn't broken out. I'll just say that. Uh, but there is, there's a lot of tension, but I will say this, and I don't know if you've noticed the same thing. It certainly appears that, that China is looking kind of like a little bitch. Well, I think uh, that's why they immediately have these military exercises coming up. Starting in just a couple days, right? Because they're trying to save face because they just let themselves get big dicked by an octogenarian woman. Yeah. Brutal. Just tough scene, man. You know, for all the talk of the Chinese eclipsing America on the global stage, the fact that she really did just straight up walk in there. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean. Hilarious. For, for the moment, I'm yeah. on Team Pelosi. Yeah, for the first and only time ever, Team Pelosi, because she yeah. just pantsed China on the world stage. Yes. yes, yep, I'm flying in there. I've got some hardcore criminal graft to check up on. Keep those fighters down. <laughs> right? It's it's nuts. It's nuts. So anyway, we'll see how that develops. I mean, I don't know. She's still got to get out of there, but I'd say if they didn't if they didn't do anything on the way in, they're not going to do anything on the way out. And uh and I I mean, but I you have to imagine that there are a lot of intelligence analysts on both sides kind of freaking out right now. Oh, 100% um, and, there is. Working, you know, working three straight shifts and uh, you know, around the clock. Um 
But I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we're not the number one Nancy Pelosi tracking podcast, but maybe soon we will be. Who knows? Who knows which direction this podcast goes? Before we move on from that topic, though, shout out to my boy Conan Esquire. In the Zencaster chat, I send you a link to a tweet he did on the subject. It's phenomenal. Um, if Let me I check this out, just get a load of this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to... Okay, so this is at 10.38 a.m. this morning. Ride of the Valkyries playing in her richly appointed private plane as Pelosi slams martinis on a suicide flight to justify a war of extermination against the Han is pretty cool, not going to lie. Oh, man. I think that's the what top the... tweet of the Pelosi saga, for whatever it's worth. I certainly agree. That's More to great. come, but that had me absolutely howling. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Way to go. Um, you got any, do you have any more on this China? I can't really think. I mean, it's just kind of a wait and see approach, I guess. I mean, it's like, are they going to do anything or are they not? And I haven't seen. I think at this point, they really... already lost their chance to do anything. You know, from an actual politics standpoint, they've already been unmanned. The PRC's balls are literally in her purse now. Yes. And has any other politician ever yeah, actually done that? There. I mean, and since maybe Nixon when he quote unquote opened China. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and and not only that, but like, um, again, strange bedfellows b- between Nancy Pelosi and back home with the various political factions over here. Um, and and Biden certainly wasn't in support of her going over there. Um, so I don't know, man. It's a it's it's just a really really weird situation um but yeah i suppose I, track can, it, man. I guess i can say this what i'm hoping for is that something happens while she's there that makes things just even more massively weird about the whole thing like i think in an ideal world something insane would happen where taiwan would then arrest her and it would become a hostage <laughs> situation sort of deal Man, wouldn't that be something? I don't know what sort of permutations would have to happen for that to happen, but it's the outcome I'm praying for. What if, uh, what if? Well, it would go against her financial interest, I'm sure. Well, no, not necessarily if the right people were getting paid, I, I guess. But what if, uh, what if uh, uh, she turned coat and and went full Chinese while she was there? <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that might not be as far fetched as it necessarily sounds either. Given how long Feinstein had Chinese spies working for in the Senate, probably still does. Yep, and you say, and you say, and and what if the CCP goes to Nancy Pelosi, reaches out through back, you know, back channels, and says, whatever money you're making from this Nvidia deal and whatever you're doing over there, we will, you know, beat it. Um, all you have to do is to, you know, make some statement alluding to the fact that the CCP owns Taiwan, and (laughs) and and then really watch things spin out of fucking control. (laughs) Uh, it's a beautiful Chinese country. Just tweet out: "This is a beautiful Chinese, a beautiful uh, part of the Chinese country." <laughs> uh, that'd be great. I would really enjoy that. I would too. Um, that'd be wonderful. I'm going to keep it geographic here uh, before we bring it back home uh, to to our neck of the woods. Uh, are we aware of how effed Germany appears to be right now? Oh, yeah. Their energy crunch is completely out of control. 
it's it, it like when you look at I, and look sometimes the, you know the news is is tough to sift through because it's very sensationalized but looking at the best i can do digging around they have a real problem coming and that problem uh is right around the corner with winter um their their energy prices are going through the roof uh, so it, it, in a combination of foreign policy debacles and, and domestic policy debacles um, over the course of time, not just immediate ones that just happened. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they, they appear to be in dire straits. Now, add to this, I saw this little article. I'm not sure if you saw this, but I think that they're in a, in a pretty big drought, or at least the headwaters of the Rhine are in a big drought. Because the Rhine is losing so much water and lowering so much that barges are now having difficulty passing. So uh, they, they, they're they saying that for portions of the Rhine, I think I saw that, that, that the, the depth of water in certain areas was getting down to like the 20 inch level. And so barges are basically having to like maneuver around sandbars and shit like that. And they've had to cut the weight of the barge, obviously, by reducing cargo by up to a third so far to just manage to get these things downstream. Um, this is this is this is uh, the situation all the way from the upper Rhine to Rotterdam. Um, I think that's across the border and near the mount, the 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 river mouth, you know, out into the, whatever that is, the, the uh, North Sea or Baltic or whatever it is. Um, well, those are I don't know if on different sides there. I, th- I think you're thinking um, of the North Sea, where the Rhine comes out on the western side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that that is probably also not something to sleep on, uh, because if that continues, I mean, I don't know how long it would take uh, to, to get to dire straits where you just have to cease all massive cargo traffic. But it sounds like it's not too far off. Um, if the trend continues, which would be uh, just pretty devastating, in my opinion. Is there a more masochistic country on the face of this earth in the last 50 years or so than Germany? No, there isn't. I mean, the number of times they've deliberately hamstrung themselves is just remarkable. And I know part of it is trying to bend over backwards, trying to please both us and the Russians at the same time. And then every time one of us forces them to choose one side or the other, they do another idiotic thing. But, man, they put themselves directly in this situation. They know what they have to do about it, and they're refusing to. And it's remarkable. It truly is. It's, um, and add to that the fact that you know Germany is one of the bigger economies in the world. And in Europe, they, they're probably, what, number two? Behind who? Uh, Britain, maybe. I mean, they may be number one. I don't know. Let me let me actually look that up. I, I be, uh, you know, so this isn't you know the cascading effects. Let me see biggest economies in Europe. Uh, Germany is the largest economy in Europe. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. So, um, yeah, that's a that's. This is a this is a problem not just for Germany but also everyone around them and every and all of their trading partners, um, not just the, the the Rhine situation but also the energy situation because you know energy is pretty important. Um, sitting there shitting so, themselves day after day after day, deliberately. It's unreal, man. Deliberately, yeah. And and you know it's funny because this it's not funny. It's 
tragic, but this this uh, cargo ship situation is only going to be exacerbated by the energy crisis because now if you want to move goods you know the cheapest way to move goods is by water put them on a barge ship them down the river now they're gonna have to do it by truck well what is that gonna do use a shitload more fuel um so i don't know man this is that that it, it's gonna be interesting to see where germany is in january yes yes it is so they've got to be sweating bullets i would be in their um, situation for sure. Luckily, it's not my For fucking sure. problem. Right, yeah, at least not yet. Well, uh, do you think it could be? Uh, what is our engagement you know, with the German economy outside of the normal client economics of a vassal state? Um, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily speaking to that. I'm just looking back at the last hundred years and saying whenever Germany's in dire straits, things can get out of control. My World War Two man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what capacity they would have. I, it's just that that historically has been kind of an issue. Um, and you know, they they're uh, the biggest economy in Europe. So um, you know, if they wanted to get wild, uh, I don't. You know, again, I don't think they would be successful. But if they wanted to get wild, they could probably make uh, make things difficult for everybody. I would guess. I mean, sure, but I think going back to the masochism, they don't really have an incentive to. It doesn't seem like. Uh, yeah, I, I think it would have to be just desperation. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and you're right. I have no idea. I don't think it's terribly likely, uh, but probably not great either. So. No, certainly not. Um, let me ask you about a name, a name that perhaps you haven't heard for a while, or maybe you have. Does the name Rick Santorum ring a bell? Oh, I remember Ricky. Yeah, what did he do? So this is this is kind of a new, an interesting new development. Rick Santorum, for those that don't remember or wish not to, uh, ran for president in 2012 and I think 16. Uh, never really found all that much success. Uh, super uh, socially conservative. Yeah, he um, was the flagship of the Jesus right in 12. Right? Yes. Yep. Gosh, yep. was he in 08 uh, as well? It it was either 08 and 12 and or 12 and 16. I think he did it twice, and I cannot remember. It might have been 08. Now nah, I think it was 16. I don't think it was 08. I'll but defer on that subject, wrong. but you're right. He was definitely like talked up big before the primary season started and then flamed out in both of them immediately. I remember in one of them, he got to the top three surely by refusing to quit. And I don't know what he hoped to accomplish by that. But I remember there was one year in the last sets of the polls, they were down to like two primaries left. And he was getting like 3% of the vote. And he was just chilling out there. Insane. Mm -hmm. Anyways, what did he do? Well, well, he, he was able to uh, parlay those failed uh, attempts at... Uh, the presidential primary to in, into a brief stint at CNN. I didn't know this until uh, a, the topic that I'm going to get to came up and I was looking back at what he's been doing. He's basically been in and out of work since. Um, I think he lasted three months at CNN before making disparaging comments towards Native Americans. And they said, yeah, we I think we're going to part ways here. Um, so uh, I didn't know about this, but Jake actually texted me this today. And I thought it was interesting, um, again, not making a value judgment, good or bad, but just an interesting sign of the times. Um, 
so so he jake texted me listening to rick santorum on tim Poole's show and i like much of what he's working on right now strange times with strange bedfellows so i decided to kind of follow up on that and see what he's been up to so i guess uh let me let me pull up this article uh, <laughs> well i thought i had it well in any case i remember what it said the uh, this I guess Rick Santorum has been trying to gather support in order to get 34 states, which I suppose is the mathematical minimum, in order to force a constitutional convention to rewrite the Constitution. Um, some of his goals are uh, 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 term limit or you know term term limit reform or whatever, uh, limiting fiscal spending. You know, just the usual beating drum of like kind of the stupid rhino right. Uh, but it is nonetheless the safe red term subjects kind of, from a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it is nonetheless kind of an interesting, <coughs> excuse me, an interesting concept. Um, and I guess he's got like 19 states already more or less on board. Um, I don't know how easy the next 15 are. Well, but so based on other initiatives entire- about this in the past, because people try and do these things pretty periodically. I would say that it mm-hmm. feels like there's always about 10 to 20 states ready to do it at any given time as long as one of their state interests is going to benefit. So I don't think it's really remarkable until he hits about the 25 signed up mark. Okay. Just personally speaking, but yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously there's always these random, you know, political footballs that get punted around and never really get anywhere. But, you know, we are in a different time. Uh, this is a post-COVID world where uh, we're – a number of economic, social, and political pressures are 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 driving wedges between swaths of the American country. Um, not to say that that wasn't the case prior, but I think it's it's certainly at a different level, a uh, different volume right now. So um, I don't know. We'll see see what happens. Um, could be a disaster. Uh, probably won't end great, but uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see it enter the public discourse. In my opinion. Yeah, I'd like to see it happen just to see what would happen. But I'm just right, not terribly optimistic about one of these initiatives ever happening. You know, I don't think we're ever even going to see another amendment even, period. Yeah, I don't think You so. know, I, I differ from a lot of libertarians, and I think anarchists especially, when I say I think the U.S. Constitution is actually fundamentally a pretty good system. But it's been so hamstrung by the administrative state since FDR that the Constitution hasn't actually been the law of the U.S. for a very significant period of time at this point, you know? Like, you can right. talk about doing yeah. stuff with it all you want, but it's, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Yep, totally agree. Um, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, well... We'll see. I, I mean, I, I have always kind of rooted for some kind of breakup of uh, of the, the federal state. Um, and if nothing else, it would reassert uh, reassert more of a state's rights kind of uh, kind of um, into the into the public domain, uh, which could be good. Um, I think I mean, if you're in if you're in a good state or in uh, if there is any such thing, if you're in a not bad state. Uh, to get the the federal monkey off your back, it won't be an easy battle, I'm sure, and uh, fraught with potential disaster. But again, this is more. I think that this is essentially 
I'm interested in this more because it's downstream of a greater problem. And that is that there is a huge tension between big population areas in the country. And that tension will over time have to resolve. It has to Uh, eventually, eventually. mm -hmm. So this will be, this is, this will be kind of a weather balloon to see, to see where we're at on that. So that's, that's really mostly why I'm interested in it. Um, so anyway, we can put that to bed and we can see what Ricky manages to scrounge up. I think one more interesting thing on that is that he went to Tim Pool at all. Go on. Well, we talk a lot about the death of the legacy media, and we all know it yeah. is dead. But I think it's one thing to understand that, and then another thing to see an actual beltway creature like Santorum go on a podcast at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and a that sign of the times of... thing, you know. But. Yeah. 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 And it may be a function um, as much of the of of his um, looking to new avenues uh, that are more successful than the legacy avenues, and it, and it might just as well be equally that he got kicked out of the old ones. Um, and because I, it doesn't look like he has a whole lot of friends in legacy media. So yeah, I'm sure he's been pretty much blacklisted everywhere except Fox. Yeah. And I don't even know what kind of relationship he still has there. Well, you know, if nothing else, he's Uh, probably just out of rotation as opposed to actually blacklisted there. Yeah. Because there was any number of years where he was on there every single day, you know? Yeah. And I don't know where he comes down on the Trump thing. So, you know, if he's, if he's out on Trump, then perhaps that, that perhaps he is soft blacklisted or something like that. Cause isn't Fox is pretty Trump or are they run or are they anti-Trump? I think there's, well, I'm not a Fox news watcher anymore. There was a time about 15 years ago. I was, <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah. I think my understanding of it is, is that they are broadly lukewarm Trump, but that they kind of split with him towards the end too. Like they're still, okay. he's still their guy, but they're not really committed to him. They're not going to the mattresses mm-hmm. for the guy like they used to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, did you see Russia has officially blamed the U.S. for involvement in the most tedious war uh, to date? That hadn't already happened. I guess not, because I saw headlines uh, yesterday, Tuesday, August second. That uh, that they officially came out and and were were attributing blame uh, to the U.S. for it. I guess openly. Man, I just kind of assumed they did that immediately. Yeah, yeah. I well, I think just due to the proxy nature of it, they maybe uh, wanted to keep that under wraps or something like that. And the other thing too is that, well, <laughs> I guess this is kind of a rat's nest, but it we didn't. Uh, I don't even know if I want to say that we didn't really initiate the proxy war. You know, I mean, they rolled the tanks in now. Did they roll them in because of our kind of perceived geopolitical aggression? Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, they did kind of physically initiate, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not, the, not a, not a great topic to speak in absolutes on. I, I think it's safe to say yes, but it's not a hard yes. No matter what people yeah. want to say, it takes two people to have a shooting war. Yep, it's true. Um, okay, what else we got here? 
Fed says they're going to continue to raise rates. Markets are trying to call their bluff. The market pricing of bonds appears to think that they're they're going to be going into at least steady or maybe cutting cycle. Uh, I don't really have any more information on that. We're just going to, it's kind of a wait and see, but interesting um, little dichotomy uh, between actual market actors or quote unquote market actors and, and fed policy. Um, no idea, no idea on my end. Uh, I, I have been reading some really interesting stuff indicating that the fed has every incentive to keep jacking rates. Um, the traditional way of thinking or the way that I would have, answered the question last year is obviously they're going to keep rates down to keep the charade going, but man, it's, that's just a whole, that's a mess. Has Bitcoin saved us um, from inflation yet? Well, it's still on the, uh, dedicated, uh, supply issuance schedule. So, um, Bitcoin has not inflated anything more than, than, uh, originally intended. So my answer would be yes. Although there's a lot more dollars in circulation. So I guess it has not saved dollar uh, denominated folks from inflation. That's too bad. Um, Yeah. Uh, Batgirl. What do you think about that? Batgirl, like the TV show comic book character thing? I didn't know that it was a previous TV show or comic book. I thought this was a new invention. Batgirl's been a thing for decades, man. Part of the Batman family. Well, shit, man. Um, I don't know my comic books. Well, they recently made a movie. Did you see this? I did not. What happened with it? Uh, it got canceled. <laughs> Good. They apparently, uh, yeah, right. They apparently went through with the movie, spent a hundred million dollars on it, and then uh, were screening it to focus groups, and it was so bad that they just shelved it, and they're not releasing it. So all I'm hearing is that Batgirl did what a superhero would do and cut the dollar supply, trying to save us from inflation by just setting a whole wad of fire. That's what I'm hearing. Hero, Batgirl hero. How often does that happen, do you think? Like, we're hearing about this one. This is high profile. People love cape shit. There's there's a belief that whatever cape shit you release is going to go bananas. And this one somehow bombed hard in focus groups. That's why we're hearing about it. But how often do you think that happens in general, where stuff actually gets filmed and goes to the shelf? The the last one, and I don't know, like speaking just out of routine Hollywood procedure, that I, I really don't know. The last high-profile one I remember is uh, was like back in 2009 or 10. And again, looping China back into this, it was some, or maybe North Korea? Yeah, it was North Korea. Remember, there was like some um, just jack wagon, lame ass, like film making fun of North Korea and they, they actually got it pulled. Do you remember this? Was that the one with Rogan? May, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what it was called, but I think they, they actually did pull that, right? I don't even remember. Is that something we should Google yeah. quick? Because now I'm thinking about it, too. Yeah, was it so that long ago, yeah. too? Dude, I think it was. I think it was a really long time ago. North Korea movie? The interview, no, it was definitely released. So maybe I'm thinking of something else then, too. No, maybe it was. Maybe they maybe they actually did release it. I just remember there was a whole hoopla about it. Perhaps yeah, in 2014. 
<laughs> it cost forty four million, and it only box box office twelve point three. So it definitely bombed hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what he gets for being uh, a massive douchebag, though. That is true. <sighs> that is true. Your pot jokes uh, can only take you so far, Seth. That's that is that is a fact. Let's uh, let's switch gears here for the last little bit. I want to talk to you about horoscopes. Ooh. Because dark dark cosmic weather is headed for your zodiac sign. Pause. Did you know that? We are in my zodiac sign. What's happening? Are we really? Yeah, I'm a Leo, man. Leo. Okay. All right, well, let me uh, just read you this uh, informative piece of media that I found on the internet. Because as I said, dark energy is headed our way. Leo, one of the most important months of the year has arrived like a large gift with a bow and your name on it, Leo. This is because the sun and Venus will spend most of the month in your zodiac sign. This ensures that you can charm the world even more than ever before and pull the strings to manifest the life of your dreams. Your professional life is also heating up even more with mighty Mars bringing you ambition and gusto into the 20th. Big projects or activity could be happening until then. Starting the 20th, though, and here's where it starts to take a turn. You'll have many months dedicated to fun, friends, and festivities. Oh, no, I guess it didn't take a turn. A full moon in your partnership sector arrives on the 11th, which will bring a turning point in a significant relationship. If you are in alignment, you could commit, move in, or even become engaged or wed. If not aligned, you're, you'll surely break up near then. Singles can use this use this lunation, I have never heard that word, to search for someone with long-term relationship potential. The month ends on a different note, one focused on prosperity. As the new moon in your financial sector arrives on the 27th, you may soon see a raise, lucrative client, or a new job offer. That really does not sound quite as dark of cosmic energy as I was hoping for, honestly. This I mean, sounds so terrible. I am quaking in my yeah. boots. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds awful. Jeez. Okay, well, that was kind of a bust. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to talk some more <laughs> astrology? <laughs> we can. I don't really know anything about astrology, so if you've got something to bring to the table, please feel free to, to push it across the desk. <laughs> well, what's your sign? Do you know? What's uh, Cancer. Cancer? Let's see what your horoscope yeah. says for the month. Daily and today. Cancer horoscope, August 2nd. You may be at a rather climactic point now in the Department of Love and Beauty. Cancer, your creative levels are peaking, and you might feel a strong urge to create something on a giant canvas. Realize that discipline is needed to get those artistic juices flowing. Don't let fear stop you. Initiate your dreams and let the details fall into place later. I did not know you were a painter, Carr. I did not either. That is news to me. At, uh, at, at my age, I would have figured that I knew that by now, but every time I try to paint, it is, it's a, a global disaster. Hmm. Maybe horoscopes aren't all they're cracked up to be, then. Maybe not. Maybe not, Posse, and I, and, and I don't know of a better place to end it than, Actually, than there. Actually, one, we have anything one more thing here, though. As much as I like to dunk on astrology... Astrologists who create birth charts and track the horoscope of major corporations and CEOs 
see financial trade returns at like 500% of regular traders. Is that right? Yeah. Holy shit. That's pretty wild. So, you know, maybe don't read your own horoscope, but don't be afraid to read Elon's. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, man. Well, I'm sure we'll be touching base with Elon soon because I, I was reading some murmurings, uh, but I don't really have anything uh, material to bring to the podcast uh, this week. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of uh, Car and Pause uh, on Timeline Earth. And uh, we got anything else before we close it out? No, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, until next week, keep your hands on the wheel.